0: Coming up on guys talking sports, we talk about the NBA MVP race. I'm um, gonna we'll give our thoughts on who's who's the leading go getter for the NBA MVP right now. Um, we also talk more about the NFL. We talk about everything from. We talk about Janavi and Connie signing with the Cleveland Browns. We talk about Justin Fields' second pro day. We talk about Julian Edelman um, being released from New England Patriots. we talk more NFL as well. My co host, Nice and Smooth, join me on Guys Talking Sports. And that begins right now. what's up everybody welcome to another edition of guys talking sports we appreciate all the love support out there all of the people out there commenting we appreciate it thank you very much um without further ado let's get right into it we got a lot to talk about um, in the world of sports so i got my co-host with me nice and smooth what's going on fellas how you guys doing out there
1: doing good you know spring is in the air weather's getting warm um taking my uh first vaccine shot tomorrow so
2: welcome welcome welcome
1: thank I you
2: take my second next wednesday uh it's nice to see uh some good rain come in take care of my weeds in the front yard and water my plants and so i don't have to be out there every day watering them goddamn plants because uh, I'd
1: forget. Watering the plants or in the weeds? I was about to say that.
2: <laughs> no, I don't touch the weeds. I do water my plants.
0: Though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm
2: trying to take after my mom who's a green thumb, and I'm so far from a green thumb, but, but I will say this. I plan to have a smoker within the next three weeks, and gosh darn it, dad dadgummit, I'm going to experiment on a piece of meat, and damn it, it's going to be a good piece of meat.
1: Actually, I'm planning on getting me a smoker, too, as well, but I'm cheaping it out. I'm going electric smoker, vertical one.
2: Electric vertical? Please share.
1: (laughs) After the call.
2: (laughs) I haven't bought the uh, the smoker that that Rich got just yet, but if you show me one that's cheaper than, you know, whatever, and it's vertical, I might change my mind.
1: I don't know if it's cheaper, but I'll, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll discuss after the call. All right, or we could just start
0: another podcast called Grill, Grilling oh. <laughs> Guys Talking Grilling. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I digress. <laughs> we definitely have a lot to talk about in this world of sports. Um, so before we jump into the major stuff that we want to talk about, which is the NFL, um, let's talk a little bit about the NBA. Of course, right now, um, with everything being the way that it is, um, the season is almost over. We're 75% um, through the season. And right now, um, there's really no clear-cut winner for, at least for MVP. Um, so let me get your thoughts, guys, on the fact that there is an MVP race running right now. Um, there was a couple of people listing, and we could go down the list. LeBron, um, go down... LeBron, James Harden, Joel LMD, Giannis Um, there's so many people out there as of right now but let me get your thoughts on your guys take as right now who is or has the slight edge um, in the MVP running at this stage.
1: Well for me I it's it's a little all over the place because some of the people that are were in the hunt are usually talked in the hunt are kind of injured right now obviously lebron james out with an injury um ad was sort of in the mix out with the injury um and b was out now he's back in uh durant was in there he's hurt um james harden was in there heavy um last month but then he's hurt so It's kind of like who's not hurting, who's playing well at this particular point to me. And um, it's to me, you can have Joel Embiid, Dame Lillard is making a case. um, Joker is making a case. Um, Right now, I I will admit, you know, Joel Embiid is putting up some good numbers. I don't know if Doc Rivers decide to have a conversation with him and say that you're more productive if you stay down on a block instead of trying to you know float the perimeter more so as a as a point guard or whatever he wants to call himself but I will have to say that his intensity you way know, he's playing the game and the numbers he's putting up in the field core percentages is extremely high right now um, and he's definitely making a case for himself as you know the MVP right now um, but it it changes it's kind of hard like it's hard to say because one person you think is the front runner but they go down then another person comes back in at a front runner they go down um the only two people that haven't been hurt that have been consistent that don't get enough love is um is the joker and dame lillard but neither one of them i think are at that top of the list um Right now, I would say probably Embiid. Um, if LeBron James comes in, usually by name alone, which drives me out the fuck, you know, drives me up the wall. They'll probably put him up there, even though I don't think he is. Um, Giannis has not been playing as well, but he's been hurt too. So it's kind of like who is ever healthy in that race is, you know, the man of the time. But right now, I will have to say at this moment. I will probably say Joel Embiid has been playing himself as the MVP, but that could change if he gets hurt next week, or you know, Harden comes back in and he start putting up numbers. And to me, if Harden is healthy and he's playing like he was playing, you know, last month, he was definitely, in my opinion, you know, the front runner.
0: Um, before you answer, I just wanted to give um the stats of uh, I guess people are ranking um who's the MVP so that you guys get a sense. And to be honest, Smooth, you was pretty much on right on up there. Um, right now they got the Joker ranked number one in the MVP rate running. They have Dame number two. They have um, Joel LMB number three, um, Giannis number four and James Harden at the fo- at number five. Um, those are the top five go getters right now for the MVP race at this stage. Just wanted to point that out.
2: Um, I don't think Dame will ever get his respect just because I don't know. You know, I mean, I I'm not saying he does, he's not deserving of MVP, but whatever reason Dame is just seems like he's that dude on the outside looking in every year, despite all of his accomplishments and everything that goes on. Uh Joker, man, he's about as consistent as consistent can be. It's not flashy, it ain't pretty, but he puts up big numbers. uh Plus, he's playing on a team that's in the first place in the West. So that would definitely give him some. Concern. He's not in the first place? Who's Utah?
1: Yeah, Utah.
2: What, Utah, Denver?
0: Oops, it's Utah, Phoenix, Clippers, then Denver.
2: It's all Phoenix Clippers, new number. Okay. Uh, all right, well. Okay. I stand corrected. Uh he's he's in the fourth seed, but he's winning. And he's higher than Dame. Dame, despite his numbers, never really elevated his team beyond whatever the hell it is in the bottom tier of the playoffs every year. And though he may get out of the first round, he's never. The anything beyond the first round of the NBA playoffs. So I guess, you know, you can sit there and say he doesn't have a supporting cast, but I beg to differ. Uh, This Dame is just a superstar that just, he's a superstar, but I guess he's just not in the elite superstar status when you think about NBA. Uh, Oh, you know, NBA uh, player of the year type of caliber type player. (sighs) <sighs> but if I had to guess, or if I had to sit there and and put my money on somebody, I would have to say, and I have to agree with you, E. If Harden comes back and just starts just picks up right where he left off and just start putting up those numbers, playing point guard and still coming out and just dropping 20 and 30, but still getting 10 rebounds and still dropping 12 to 14 to 16 assists, it's hard to sit there and say he's not MVP but it's hard to sit there and say that Joel Embiid hasn't been putting up straight, you know, some, some huge numbers all season long too. So those would have to be my top two. And I think what's going to buy, you know, I think what's going to happen, what's going to have to happen is Philly and Brooklyn are fighting for that one, two seed going into the playoffs. And I think that's how it's going to be towards, you know, down the stretch of the season. And I think whoever puts up the best numbers between now and the end of the season, between Embiid and Harden, is going to turn around and be the uh, MVP of the league.
0: Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with um, – I could be honest, I completely agree with all of you guys' opinion um, – what you guys are saying. Um, The only thing I, I – I, I have to give credit where credit is due. Um. There's only one person I think that is missing out of this whole MVP running and it's just my opinion um and that person is Chris Paul. Um I think mm. that Chris Paul um took a Phoenix team and now made them the number 2 team in the in the West. And that's saying a lot. Um the value that he brings to this team um is to me is by not by I mean I, I it's I'm, I'm still baffled at the fact that he's not even mentioned in any other MVP running. I get the fact that you have Dame. I get that the fact you have um, the Joker, you have James, you have Giannis, the usual suspects, but Chris Paul deserves some type of credit um, for what he's done with this Phoenix team. Um, and that to me means that he's, he has that MVP caliber. He took a bubble team from last year and made them into a second place team in the West with the clippers with the lakers with um, um with now utah with all these teams with denver they're still the number 2 team in the west and they're still holding on to that number 2 seed so and they beat utah twice i believe so i think they they're saying something when it comes to the the value of a player and i think chris paul should definitely get some 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 knowledge oh i mean not knowledge, some some credit in what he's done with Phoenix. Um, but overall, I think the Joker should be in line to be the heads on favorite to win it because of his durability, the fact that he hasn't been injured uh, as many of these superstar players are. And I'm pretty sure some of these people that are voting are going to factor that into their voting, which is why I believe Joker is gonna um, end up winning uh, bar no injury, of course. I think he will have
1: enough to win um, MVP. What I like to see. Yeah. I mean, this is, he, you know, unfortunately Jamal Murray with his injury, you know, you know, that's devastating to that squad as is, but this is going to be the opportunity for Joker to kind of really step up and really cement, you know, you know, his case. I mean, it's going to be a lot more touches to go around. So um, this is an opportunity for him and others to kind of really do it. But I do agree. If we're always talking about the most valuable player, yes, Chris Paul definitely changed, (laughs) you know, changed that culture there um, and definitely got him at the number two seed in the West right now. So, yes, by value. Yes, I agree. Um, However, it's not like the outlier year where you had. Russell Westbrook, who averaged a triple-double, even though his team wasn't a number-one ranking, you couldn't deny that he averaged a triple-double for the entire season, which got him essentially the MVP. It's probably going to go back to who's ever the number-one team, whether the East or West, or who's, like, number one or number two. But, yeah, Chris Paul has a good case, but no one talks about him because he doesn't have the numbers, you know, like the other people do, but what he actually brings to the team, you know, I would agree, you know, wholeheartedly. No, I completely agree with that.
0: I completely agree with that. Um, I mean, we'll see how this plays out, to be honest with you, because the MVP, for the first time in a while, is really – any person's guesses who will win the mvp is nothing that's a short lot no one has said about the top three players it's been like the top five six or seven players so with that being said this is going to be an interesting um voting um for the mvp um what we shall see down the road i mean i mean we have plenty of time before they actually make their picks um to quite honestly, we haven't really talked about any of their awards at this stage because of the fact that where we are right now and NBA still has a long way to go before the playoffs starts anyway. So um, but just the MVP conversation was just so out there where there's so many people saying so many different players that we had to die we had to dissect it on our own and give our thoughts and opinions on it. So um, which is something that we need to do. Um, so, But we could talk NBA down the road at, at this stage. I mean, to be honest, I'm not even paying attention. Um, and I'm a true diehard NBA fan, and I don't even pay attention as much as I used to. So um, with that being said, let's get down to business with the NFL and talk about some of the things that's going on. Um, first things first, let's talk about um, one person that kind of left on the outs of New England, which is Julian Edelman um (laughs) i had that talk about that first and foremost let's get this out the way so julian element has been quote-unquote released from the new england patriots um there's talks about maybe he'll retire talks about maybe he'll go down to tampa bay um let me get your thoughts on julian element um so we can get this cleared up and moved on uh what do you 11 years yeah
1: In the league, eleven years with.
0: Well, before you even ask that question, let me. Before you even say that, let me ask you this question: Do you think he did enough to make it into the Hall of Fame?
1: Slot receiver. I mean, I was watching um, Undisputed with um Skip and Shannon Sharp and. Shannon Sherman, a very good point. When you ask if someone should be in a Hall of Fame, if you have to, if you have to hesitate and think about it, then that person doesn't deserve to be in a Hall of Fame. So, <laughs> if I'm hesitating with Jul- Julian Edelman, I would probably say no. I have to look at all the numbers and see, you know, if it ranks worthy. But I mean, the way that they, you know, the NFL Hall of Fame has been going over the last couple of years. I mean, it's, it's been lax a little bit and they've kind of said they weren't going to take off field things into account and yet they do for certain people, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but he probably will for some reason, but if he does, it won't be a first He's not a first ballot hall of famer. You don't think he's a first ballot
0: Hall of Famer? No. About, all right. Let me, all right. I, I get that you think that he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but do you think he will get in on the first ballot Hall of Fame?
1: No, I don't. No, I don't think so. that he will get on the first ballot Hall of Famer, I'm not sure he's Hall of Fame worthy, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Ace? Hmm. <sighs>
2: Was he valuable on a team that did not value high priority wide receivers? Yes, they had two years of Randy Moss. That was probably the best receiver that they had over the twenty years. That that was probably the most hope uh, high profile. Wide receiver that they had over the 20 year span that Randy, uh, that uh, Tom Brady was in in New England. Not to say that he didn't have wide receivers, it's just that he, Tom Brady, made wide receivers more respected than they would be on other teams. And I think that has everything to do with scheme and the type of offense that they ran because. I'm not taking anything away from Deion Branch, but if you put Deion Branch or any other team outside of New England with Dion Branch, who would, would Deion Branch be? Who he was in New England with another team. Would Julian Edelman be who he was with somebody else on another team? Matter of fact, one of their slot receivers left and went to I forget uh, Tennessee. Was it? Was it not Julian Edelman? One of their slot receivers, one of those little twitchy type of players that they have with somebody else and thought that he could be – oh, he went to Miami. Um, it wasn't Edelman, though.
1: I are you talking about? I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but yeah. yeah.
2: But he ain't do shit when he was in Miami. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the bottom line is I think like the, the quarterbacks who come from New England, who do well when they're in New England and tend not to do all that great when they go somewhere else, a la Mike, Matt Castle, uh, a la Jacoby Brissett, and dare I say Jimmy G, even though he did have success with the 49ers, he just hasn't proven himself to be that dude with the 49ers. I just think it's everything to do with his scheme. And... For that scheme, Julian Edelman was the dude because he was that man in the slot that did everything that he went over the middle, caught all those little short passes and turned short passes into long receptions and did what he had to do. Is it Hall of Fame worthy? I guess considering he spent his entire career with New England, it might just be. Would it be first ballot Hall of Fame? Nah. Not at all. I think I think Tom Brady has a better chance of playing this year and next, taking five years off, getting, being a first battle hall of fame before joining Elman gets in to be a hall of famer.
1: Yeah. When I look at this, look at his stats. I mean, he only had three years when he had a thousand plus rushing yards. Everything else was like, you know, anywhere between 34 to, you know, 900. So, and he really didn't have stats that wowed you, but yes, he played in new England for 11 years he fit well into that scheme. Um, didn't even have a high, you know, TD, you know, stats anywhere per year. Um, but like I said, I mean, do I think he's Hall of Fame worthy? Not necessarily, but it's been watered down a lot over the years. So I agree with it. I agree with you, Ace. Uh, you know, he's if he gets in, he's Definitely not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, if he gets in the first ballot Hall of Fame, and Terrell Owens took three tries, that'd be a tra- that'd be a travesty. Yes.
2: Hold up! If he gets in before Chad, o- uh, Chad o- uh, o- Ocho Cinco, that's a travesty.
1: And I'm not even, and I'm not even sure Chad gonna get in there.
2: <laughs> Chad, is there, if if Tio gets in there. Because T.O. and Chad was in in that same in that same era, and they were neck and neck. I'm not saying that Chad was up there with T.O., but you know those were the two big time receivers in that era. So I'll be I'll be really dumbfounded if if Edelman gets in the Hall of Fame before Chad. I'm
0: mm-hmm. I'm not saying they offer. I mean, of course, I'm. I think it's. I really think that they're gonna let that squeak by with the long because of the longevity. That's where I'm thinking. I'm not saying that it would, I would not be surprised if they do let that go on a first or maybe second, um, because of the longevity. I would not be surprised. That's where I'm coming from. I'm not thinking about the stats aspect of it, I'm thinking about the longevity wise. Because I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. That's all I could say. <sighs> And that would, and I agree with you on that. That would be a problem when you have Terrell Owens, you have Chad Cinco, you have so many other wide receivers out there that probably have, are much worthy of a Hall of Fame than um, than Julian Edelman at this stage. But I, 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 I just I could see that happening. I really can, and I could see it being a point where people are going to be complaining because of the fact that this happened. That's what I see. I don't want to see it, but I have a feeling that that's funny. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens.
1: We will see. Though. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying, yeah, it's, it, we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I'd be, yeah, I'd be, highly,
2: I'd be highly disappointed if that were the case. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I guess... It's 2021 now. You know we'll have this conversation in 2027, 2026 when he becomes eligible. But in, in another group that I'm in, in my uh, my video game slash fantasy football group, the the odds are. So, what do you think that Edelman sits there and retires right now, and then by week ten, he unretires and goes signs with Tampa Bay? It doesn't sound far fetched. No, it doesn't, because they have not signed Anthony uh, Ab.
1: Oof. And, and will they? That's the question. I
2: doubt they will. But you I don't think they.
0: You don't think they will re-sign Ab?
2: What's the point? If 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 it comes down to the week ten decision, when Ab already got his ring, but you know, Tom Brady be like, eh, let's go ahead and get Edelman here, so he can get another ring." It's all about it's all about what uh, Tom Brady wants. It's not about what AB wants.
1: <laughs> well, the caveat is that you know New England, you know, decided to release him because and saying he can retire because he failed their physical. Now, whether or not he passes the physical in Tampa is a entirely different story. But True. I agree. I it would not shock me if somehow Edelman finds his way in Tampa on an incentive later of one year contract, and then basically you have New England. New England, Florida, (laughs) or the Patriots, Florida version. Right. The older older version. (laughs) The golden edition.
2: Exactly. Just just the more rested Edelman just to come in there for six games in the playoffs, just to run all types of havoc and whatever. It would not shock me in the least. It would would piss me off, but it wouldn't shock me in the least.
0: Yeah. No, but, uh, yeah. I I mean, at this stage, nothing will shock me at this stage. When it comes to Tom Brady and whatever wide receivers that he needs to come there to Tampa Bay, nothing surprised me.
1: Yeah, he runs that team now. Whatever he wants, he gets. I mean, exactly. I mean, the coach right. didn't want, you know, you know, A.B. And Tom Brady said, "I, you know, <laughs> it's on me. He's like, yeah, I got him. I got him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and, look, and, and look what happened. Not only did you win the Super Bowl, he caught a TD pass in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, see, I told you. Huh? <laughs> A.B.? Yeah. yeah.
2: And that was probably some sort of incentive that he got for catching that too. Probably. I'll
1: probably probably some money on that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Tom Brady was like, well, let's go ahead and get you paid. And then uh
1: you could go out on your merry way. <laughs> yeah. you no, know, that was like, let's let's go ahead and so you can get that money so you can cut me half of whatever you get for that <laughs> touchdown. Cause I cause I vouch for you <laughs> right. on the squad. <laughs> right. Right. Right.
2: right. right.
0: Yeah, but we could talk more about that and see whether or not Julian Edelman will either complete his retirement or if he will come back and start playing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again. Um. So, but while we're talking about and the rest of the NFL that's been going on, we shall also talk about a couple of signings um, that took place. Of course, one of the biggest signings is the fact that um, Jadavian Clowney is now signed with the Cleveland Browns for a one-year deal worth up to $10 million. So let's see how this plays out, because now the Cleveland Browns defensive lineman consists of Miles Garrett, Sheldon Richardson, Malik Jackson, and Jadavian Clowney. So you're going to tell me that's going to be a tall task for any offensive line that they're up against. So let me get your thoughts on the fact that um, the Browns signed Jadavian Clowney for that one-year deal. And what does that in turn make the Browns, what does it look like in terms of the Browns going forward for this year, I should say? I,
2: I feel sorry for I feel sorry for the AFC who has to deal with that, you know, for 80 snaps in the game or whatever, because Miles Garrett is a beast, straight beast. Sheldon Richardson is a beast in his own right I don't remember the other dude's name, but obviously...
0: Malik Jackson.
2: Yes. I'm sure he's no slouch. And JV, you know, JV Clowney is no slouch in his own right as well. So then, as a, if I'm an offensive lineman, if I'm the O-line coach, <laughs> and I'm the offensive coordinator, do I keep my tight end in as an extra blocker 50% of the time to sit there and deal with this four-man front? Uh... Because there's only five of y'all and four of them. And somebody got to get double. And at least somebody, so you're going to say you're going to leave Southern Richardson, so you're going to leave the interior of the line open, and let him just run Havoc right up the middle. Or you're going to say, all right, I, 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 let's see what JV Conley could do. And double team, Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a nightmare. Either they're going to have to leave a tight end in, or they're always going to have to leave a running back in. And there's no guarantee that the running back is going to sit there and pick up protection. Or they're gonna just have to do a lot of three-step drops and get that ball out your hand real quick <laughs> to utilize that damn that damn front. I say kudos to Cleveland. I also say they they should buy this let just go ahead and trade uh, Odell Beckham. They don't need him. I mean, it's nice to have him on paper, but they showed last year when he was out that they do not need him. Go ahead and get what you can get before the before the draft, and. And really stack your team because you are legitimately a dark horse to make a run for the NFL championship this coming season. So it's all it's, it's business. You know we love La- we love Landry and we uh we love Odell. You know Odell back together playing together. But bottom line is, we don't need you, dude. It's not because we don't want you. It's just we just don't. We can get more assets. Do what you need to do, trade them, get what you can get. And then, you know, prepare Baker just to be that dude and go out there and just win yourself that damn division because they have every, they are poised to make that run. They are poised to take over that mantle that Baltimore currently had. And that will be your rival. In the AFC East, with Baltimore, Cleveland, going how down. How big of
0: a how crazy of a rival is
2: that? I know it sounds, it sounds <laughs> right?
0: how it? crazy of a rival is that in Baltimore and Cleveland just renewed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's a ten million guaranteed, or is that all incentive Because I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical about it. I think Javian Clowney is good, but he has not lived up to the first round pick that he was in 2014 and I think he only had one year where he was even close to 10 sacks um per year out of his you know last several years and you would think that when he was playing in Houston you had T.J. Watt who was getting double team he should have be eating all day long but he really wasn't doing that much I mean um and you know Seattle mm, Tennessee I think he was just there just getting a check but he has the opportunity but the which Jadeveon are you going to get. Are you going to get the guy that you thought was going to be the number one pick and really elevate that defense in Houston with um, with Watt, or are you going to get the Jadeveon Clowney that was in Tennessee this past year? I don't know. Um, I think for them, it's another piece you can add. He like I agree with you. I mean that line, you know, with him on one side and you got Miles Garrett on the other side, and interior defense is going to be formidable. Um, but like I said, all depends on which Jadavion you are you going to get. Is this going to be the year in the team that he actually finally shows that potential that we all thought we saw when he was at South Carolina? Or is it going to be sort of like just there and just eating off the edges, but not really being that more impactful player that you want? And he's good. He's just hasn't to me really shown living up to that billing of being that number one pick that Houston got. Um, He's not, in my opinion, he's not like, um, uh, what's his face out of um, LA Rams. He's not, he's not, he's not like Eric Donald or or my man down in, um, with the, with the bears. Um,
2: Khalil
1: Mack. Yeah. He's not Aaron Donald. He's not Khalil Mack. And you would think with that ranking and, you know, he was coming from South Carolina, you would think, at least Houston thought, you were getting that, or you were getting a T.J. Watt, number two, somewhere in there. But he just hasn't, in my opinion, lived up to the billing yet. Now, maybe he can't hear. Maybe this would be a better fit because you have a lot more defensive players. But I don't know. We'll, I'll, I'll take a wait-and-see approach. Um, will this be the thing that him over the over the edge? Could be. I don't know. But Ace, I'll push back on you a little bit in regards to Adele Beckham Jr. I think they do need him. I just don't think they know how to use him effectively.
2: Okay. Point A, I think Clowney is not that dude. I think Clowney is a Robin, not a Batman. When you have a Batman and Clowney could be that Robin, Clowney is that man because when Clowney was healthy, he went to three straight Pro Bowls alongside Watt. I think if he's healthy, he can make a Pro Bowl with Miles Garrett. But I don't ever think that that uh Clowney will ever be that Batman in that uh on that, that front that we thought he would be coming out of South Carolina. And two. It's not that they don't know how to use them. I think it's a scenario where Odell is Odell. You (laughs) know? Okay. (laughs) Odell is just that charismatic, that, 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 uh, that guy that's just so emotional that I think he needs to be a clear number one on a squad. I don't think Odell needs to be a dude amongst dudes on the squad. Hmm. Odell was the man when he was with the Giants because he was that dude and Eli recognized him as being that man and everybody else is just secondary to Odell, uh, to Odell Beckham. Now when it comes to Cleveland, yeah he's that star but they, uh, they have other weapons that they can use and he doesn't have that shine that luster. So I don't think I think Odell would serve a great purpose in New England, where Cam can have that number one guy. You know, somewhere where there is no clear-cut number one, I think Odell would be great. But when you have a, a sheer amount of talent on a squad, like Odell would not be great with Kansas City. Odell would not be great in Buffalo. Odell would not be great in San Francisco. Because there's just too many weapons around him. He needs to be that guy. And and, and and he cannot be that guy in Cleveland.
0: He can't be that guy in New England.
2: Why can't he? They ain't, they ain't got shit in New England.
1: It's the culture. But, yeah, it's the he, culture. Would, he, he would not go. Now, if Tom Brady was still there. Exactly. I would say yes. But since Brady is not there,
0: I would say no. I agree. You can't have both cam you can't have both cam and obj there
2: but cam is in cam that we knew back when he was the, MVP.
0: the, the culture i mean i'm not saying the culture i'm saying like just how he is mm-hmm. um like tom brady is that dude that will put you under your you know under his wing and mm-hmm. i right, he's that dude where you can vouch where if tom brady says i'll still take him then i'll still take him just like with ab um that's the only way I could see that ever happening. If, but since Tom Brady is no longer in New England, that culture and identity change. Like they don't value the wide receivers like they would, you know, like they they would now. Um, so I think that at the end of the day, it wouldn't be a good fit for him there. But I agree with what you're, you're what you're saying. Like he would need to be that top dog, that that mm-hmm. that big dog on a team for it, for him to be good, for him to be happy for him to be content with where he is. And if it's too balanced out, he's going to complain that he may not be getting as many touches as he should. Um, like, just that one or two touches is just not going to do with him. And we all seen that before when he complained with one or two touches is just not enough for him. So he, he means be- he,
2: he complained when he was with the Giants, and he was that bad. He was the only dude on the damn Giants. And this is before, uh, before my man came in as the running back. <laughs>
1: From Barkley, yeah, <laughs> like I said, I mean, I don't want to get too far off the question of just and Clowney, but like I said, yeah, he he does need to be the alpha, but he he will relate, he will relinquish alpha if there was another alpha that he respected. There, I don't know about that. Is there one there now? <laughs> Saying if he was on a team where it's no, oh, there's not okay. one there, yeah, okay, in, in Cleveland, there's well, not one there.
2: I mean Landry.
1: It's not one there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. But you, but you have to respect the fact that Landry and, and Beckham went to school together.
1: They're friends, but you know it's got to be someone to tell you, look, shut the fuck up and run this <laughs> route properly. There's only maybe one person that I can think that could probably tell Odell Beckham to sit down and shut the fuck up and play. And that man is, in, and that man is in Tampa Bay or Green Bay.
2: Oh, that would be a nice 50 re-bay alongside with
1: O'Board. Hmm. Hmm. He, he will have to go to a squad where they can figure out how to use him properly. I do think Andy Reid would be able to use him very well. I mean, Tyreek Hill probably love it because he'll probably get a, a little bit less cleaner looks. Him and Travis Kelsey will probably have a field day. Now, he will probably be grumbling about not getting enough touches, but I think Andy Reid would be able to kind of rein him in. He dealt with fucking... Um, to for a while so I mean you got to give him <laughs> something with that but he have to go to a squad where you have a strong alpha like a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position that'd be able to tell him you know this is how it's going to go you might not be the get all the touches that you want I'll get you to him but but I agree unless you have somebody that can be that man above him then yeah you will have to go to a squad where you have to be the man
2: I think it would be a. I think it would be a nice addition to Jacksonville if you get a uh, sunshine down there. That'll be, mm. be a hell of a uh, alpha target.
1: Nah, he. I wouldn't send him down there would, because yeah, because Trevor Lawrence would be pressed to force feed him, and that might stunt his development. Without question, I agree with that. But
2: but okay, but see that's how Baker felt. Baker felt like he had to force feed Odell. And Baker was sitting there doing, throwing mad interceptions. and But you see, once he got hurt, then Baker became Baker. <laughs> I think every quarterback is under that pressure to get Odell the ball. Only difference is with Eli, there just wasn't nobody else.
0: But then, again, that goes back to what Smooth was saying, that you need some idea to pretty much tame him. Because if he start... I mean, if you start force-feeding him the ball, and... Yeah, of course, he'll be OK or content, but you just throwing interceptions and losing games is not beneficial for everyone. Um, he's still in that mindset of I still need me, my touches. I still need to make my money um, until he becomes a little bit more humble and make it more of a team environment. It's going to be always be about me getting my touches he wouldn't be i mean right now he's not even content with just one or two touches let's just call it as you see it even if the team wins the game if he gets one or two touches he'll be complaining about that to no end so it, it I, it's it's a balance that needs to be, happen uh, for in order for obj to be the obj where he can be productive and be able to contain them as well um that's that's a balance in that it's a true pair balance
1: in and I agree. I, I whew, it would be if they were somehow able to make a trade to get Odell to Green Bay. Look out, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers would be doing backflips. Now, how much would you have to give to get would be the question. True,
2: they would have to give up. Definitely wouldn't have to give up a one, just based off the of injuries. But they definitely have to give up a two, a two maybe a four and, and whatever you got on the, on the sideline right now, to, you know, whatever, but it's doable. I don't think, I don't think Cleveland, I don't think Cleveland will be asking for too much considering this is the second major injury that he's had. So he's not that explosive. Uh, Odell. He was, you know, when he did that miraculous catch for the Giants. So you might, you might get a, you might be lucky if you get a second and whatever and it's called a day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if I'm Cleveland, I, I, they, they may trade him. They probably could trade him. I don't think they're going to trade him immediately. They got to at least get him on the field to see what you got. Definitely
2: trade him. Definitely. They, they saw. Trust me, trade him. They had enough time to sit there and see what they had when he was out in the in the playoff run. They got what they need to get. Go ahead and get somebody young that's that's not as not as expensive. You can manage, you know, you can manage some other finances and get some other key pieces that you need to come in. Get, not again, not knocking Odell, but this is business. This isn't about talent. This is strictly business. They saw they that you saw what they could do without him, and I think you should just move forward without him, and take that money and do some other things with it.
0: And the question is now whether or not that's something that they could do. But who's to say that OBJ may not have had a, a kumbaya moment and say, you know what, you know, this humbled me. So I'm willing to do whatever is necessary for the team. Don't look at me like that. I'm just saying it could happen. You, I mean, it could happen. He, he could, you know, he might yeah. be like, you know
2: what, I'll, I'll put
1: this- you – I'll put it a, to you like this. I don't know if it's fool's goal or not because they played the last couple of games without them. Um, and not the last, last five games without well, them, and they look really good going into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, if you trade them, they don't trade them before the um before the draft, then they ain't trading them until mid season. But right. then, which means now you got to come in and look at your team and see, okay, if you're still not ready, let me see exactly if this was a, a blip or is this a trend on how well he was playing? And if he's playing at a high level and the ball's moving around just as well and Odell is not there yet or he's being limited, then, oh, yeah, you pull the trigger. Um, but right now, if I'm Cleveland, I got to be like, let me just make sure before I pull the trigger on this man that what we got the last you know five games of the regular season going to the playoffs was not fool's gold. Because we've seen a lot of cases like that in the NFL where things look good in the next year, they don't look so good. True. We've seen a lot of cases. And that's, and, and that's business right there. <laughs> that's true. That's true. The
0: only time to tell whether or not they're going to do something um in that regards, but Cleveland definitely looks like they're the team to be reckoned with, um, or as a dark horse, or as a playoff team. Um They definitely have... Teams have their work cut out for them when they go against Cleveland. Um, But before we talk, I mean, there's um, other things that we we should talk about as well. So, um, of course, the Justin Fields Pro Day. A couple of teams were invited for the second Pro Day, um, which included the Jets, 49ers, Falcons, Panthers, um, Broncos, and the Patriots. Uh, So let me get your thoughts on... Justin Fields, second Pro Day. And what teams do you think – I mean, we know that um, there's the top three spots are quote-unquote locks, but do you think that there may be a change after?
2: Hold, on. The Hold on. Hold on. Top two spots are locked, sir. Don't say top three.
0: The top three spots. <laughs> In parentheses. No, i will just say, No, but um, to be honest, the first – the top spot is locked at this stage. And, and number but,
2: two. You
0: know, nah, nah. Well, if the Jets are, are watching Justin Fields' second pro day, then who's to say that that's a lock as well?
2: Well, so, then that just makes the 49ers real freaking happy because then they get Zach Wilson.
0: I'm just saying. So, like, <laughs> again, like I said, um, everything is now a lock. So do you think that there's any change now after the pro day, um, after his second day, uh, after Justin Fields' second pro day, or do you think that everything is still just the same no matter what?
1: I have no idea (laughs) this is the most this is is the most interesting draft because because (laughs) I agree with you I'll probably go 95% on the fact that Jacksonville takes Trevor Lawrence and the Jets take Zach Wilson but it's the Jets I am not 100% sold on that thank you The fact that, you know, Justin Fields had a second pro day, and like you said Ace, earlier, before that, you know, the 49ers, you know, didn't get a chance to go, you know, it says a lot. I mean, there's been a lot of talks that they're going to take Mac Jones, but I think a lot of the stuff right now is smokescreen and a lot of, you know, false information. I can't even say for 100% certainty that it just might even take Zach Wilson at number two. I mean, the only thing where we are, I am sure of, is that Trevor Lawrence, aka Sunshine, will be in the Sunshine State? Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> well,
2: it, we do know that the Jets will be taking a quarterback. That much we do know.
1: That much yeah, we do, do know. know. Yes. We just don't know. Um, I, I mean, I guess you do a second pro day. You know, I think that the pro days are, as someone, as the president always says, malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think the combines, for the most part, are malarkey. I think you see a lot more in these games, and you can see at a very controlled environment for your pro days. Um, a little less controlled environment with the combine, but I mean, what the hell? I don't know. It, I don't know. I just want to see the San Francisco Fortnite ers take take Matt Jones to Adrian no. and have a have a fit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, (laughs) (laughs) again,
0: (laughs) and that's why I said I'm not gonna say it's a lot, but I will say this anything at this stage is. I agree with you. The only two things we know is that Trevor Lawrence is going to be going in at number one, and the Jets is going to take a quarterback at number two. That's pretty much the only thing that we know guaranteed. I think everything else three
1: things we know guaranteed. Um, the first three picks are going to be quarterbacks.
0: Yes. Yes. OK, fair enough. Fair enough. But we just don't know who. And that's where I'm coming from, because there's so many talks about where Justin Field can be ranked. Um, people are saying the fact that the Jets and the 49ers are looking into this, along with the Falcons, is just proof that, you know, that there may not be as sold on the pick that they originally had or they just want to get a second look where they may change their mind and one of the teams ahead might pick Justin Fields. So it's just a a plethora of things going on right now. Um, But again, all it just does is shows that these first three picks is going to be quarterbacks is going to be very important because the GMs that are picking these quarterbacks, well, with the exception of Jacksonville, of course, but the GMs that are picking um, these quarterbacks in this upcoming draft you reverse real basically, this is, this is your job on the line. So what you invest in in your future is based off of the pick that you selected. So we'll going to see how this is going to turn out to be. Um, But the fact that there's a lot of teams in for Justin Fields and you still have Trevor, Trevor Lawrence being already number one, and you have Mac Jones and you have, um, uh, The other guy. Lance. Thank you. Um, There's so many other quarterbacks out there, so I have a feeling that there's going to be other, more teams, the same teams that saw Justin Fields' pro day is going to look at more quarterbacks as well. In their Uh, pro days, I mean. So I don't think that no one is actually solidified after Trevor Lawrence.
2: Well, I am pleased that uh, the 49ers decided to go to Justin Fields Pro Day, considering they opted to go to Mac Jones Pro Day initially on the same day. Um, it makes me wonder if they did all this just to create some sort of smoke screen or talk some whatever, you know, whatever crap to make it seem like they're going after Matt Jones. But, you know, you sit there and you watch enough Sports radio on TV, or you know, sports talk on TV, or whatever you're listening to on radio. The 49ers moved up and gave up way too much for Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones would have been—I'm not saying Mac Jones would have been at the 20s where the 49ers were picking, or wherever the hell they were picking in the, in the or in the teens where they were picking, but they could have easily moved up to 10 or 12. To get a Matt Jones versus moving all the way up to three, giving up all that capital. That being said, I would lose it like I've never lose it lost it before if they went ahead and t- you know selected Matt Jones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But okay. You guys are both right when saying we don't know what the Jets brass. Because it's the Jets. The Jets seemed like they wanted to do from BYU. But then they turned around and went to Justin Fields' pro day. It was like, hmm, Justin Fields might be that dude. And all along, the 49ers probably wanted Zach Wilson. And was hoping that all this talk, whatever. And then they said, well, you know what? We're going to go ahead and just look at Justin Fields. And and, and and force the Jets' hand to go and look at Justin Fields. And now Justin, the Jets are looking at Justin Fields like, huh. OK, and then all, you know, and then it all works out to where it works out that the 49ers end up getting the Zach Wilson or a Trey Lance or Justin Fields, but it damn sure, it damn sure better not be a Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. Uh, Back Jones. Back Jones. God damn.
0: Oh. OK, I got to ask this question because I, 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 it's just eating me up inside. So let me ask you a question.
2: Mm-hmm. Who
0: would you prefer? Mac Jones or Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh.
2: They're one and the same. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the question. I'll <laughs> well, take Jimmy G. <laughs> the, the only reason I would take Matt Jones over Jimmy G is just because Matt Jones just didn't have any injuries. But if I'm going to take a quarterback that I know that's a proven winner, I'll take Jimmy G because Jimmy G went to the Super Bowl. I'm not stupid. <laughs>
0: I, I just asked the question,
2: because <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just need to make sure that I have a competent backup QB. I can't have the BS that I've had with CJ Beathard and his other BS that we had at backup QB these last two, these last two seasons. So then you will have Jimmy G
0: starting and Mac Jones off. I mean, back it up.
2: Yeah, but why would I spend all that capital in in, in draft to pick up Mac Jones?
0: <laughs> no, I'm It's the it's the 49ers. I can't answer that question. You know that, boy, than I do.
2: <laughs> Again, you know what I'm saying? I, I just have to pull some Bugs Bunny out, you know, and take off the white gloves and say, this means war. And people slap <laughs> the shit out of both of them, damn. Shanahan and Lynch. <laughs> and say, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and it's, we, yo y'all just have to start that GoFundMe. I said that last week and week before. <laughs> I'm gonna need to get bailed out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Well, I gotta say, is, thankfully, my Giants don't have to worry about that at this point because I'm, I'll still be bullish, um, bearish, excuse me, on Um Ohio State quarterbacks. So I say, buyer beware, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, yeah, but, but see, now you're throwing that stigma out there.
1: <laughs> Well, no, perhaps Justin Fields would be the one that would change that 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 stat. But until then, they have a long track tra- a tra- they have a long record of their QBs not doing well.
2: Oh, but didn't it? now you sound like a boy.
1: Oh, <laughs> shot? No, no. He's he's all about color. I'm all about the college.
2: <laughs> but okay, but what 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 color has come out of that college over the past seven years?
1: I'm talking about the college. I ain't talking, talking about, about the, the college.
2: But well, look, look here. It man. just happened.
0: It just happened that all it, uh, the same color came out. Of, I mean, this, you know, the quarterbacks came out. I think he's just focused more on just the college itself.
1: He's not. I'm so talking hard. about Ohio State. Uh, they, like you said, they all those black. They just happen to be, you know, people of color. I'm not knocking that any other black QB could do well. I mean, hell, Trey Lance could come out and do well, but. For the case that I'm just saying is that Ohio State's quarterback record over the last 10 years has not produced guys that have done anything in the NFL level.
2: I don't disagree. I don't
1: <laughs> Whether it could have been black or white, I don't care. They've just not had a good track record of pr- producing NFL quarterbacks that have done well. And maybe Justin Fields would be the exception to the rule. But everybody was having the same conversation about Dwayne Haskins a couple of years ago, and they darn ex- excoriated the, the Giants for not taking him and taking Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> I have my thing, issues about that. I'm glad it didn't take Dan, you know, Dwayne Haskins, and they were proven right <laughs> thus far. But the jury is way still out on Daniel Jones. So at the end of the day, it just might wind up being that there were no good QBs in that class anyway. And that might wind up being the case to begin with.
2: Oh, That just saves y'all asses. That's all.
1: The <laughs> you're asking is making us look a little bit better right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> without question. Without question. Uh, uh, well, we could talk more about what's going on in the world of sports. Um, to be honest, <clears throat> I know that we, we talked more about um, we talked last week and a couple of weeks in regards to the incident with Deshaun Watson. But um, we also need to know the fact that um, L.A. Rams defensive tackle Arian Donald um, will be reporting to the police after allegedly assaulting a man last weekend, which turns out to be a Pittsburgh attorney, Todd Hollins, um, who basically said that um, Donald allegedly assaulted him on the hours between three and four Local time on April 11th. Um, so, let me get your thoughts on it. I seen the pictures; they were pretty bad. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the pictures.
2: I, I, I saw it. It'll be settled out of court. Aaron Donald will get two or three game suspension, and that be the end of it. And you know why? Because it's a man on man assault. Point in blank,
1: Uh I didn't hear about it. that. It's the first time I'm hearing about it. So I'll. Kind of have to follow up on that and monitor the situation. Yeah. Um, he um
0: from what they said um Hollins told um the people that he suffered a severe trauma and a broken eye socket, broken nose and 16 stitches. Um
2: It's bad as hell. It's bad. Oof. But but he's a man. And let's not forget that Aaron Donald ain't kill nobody. He got into a fisticuff. And he just so happened to be a big, strong, powerful joker. And this is just some fat, fluffy lawyer from Pittsburgh. And that's just how it turned out to be. And it's a man-on-man, fist-to-cuff. Aaron Donald, just being who he is, a physical specimen, got off a couple good licks. And now my man crying because he, you know, whatever, he got his ass kicked. Now if he would have, well, he was in a fair fight and Aaron Donald had a few scratches on his ass, I guarantee you there wouldn't be nobody going to no damn police.
1: But again. Ooh, I'm looking at the picture right now.
2: As, <laughs> you it. yes. As they
1: uh, as said on Friday, damn.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only reason why you press charges. Cause he got his ass kicked, but trust me, if it was a more of an equal fight, he wouldn't be to go try
1: What the hell happened? And what went down for you to you to get your eyes shut like that? Probably called. It, he probably called
2: Aaron Donald a bum bitch, and that was just enough to set him off. Because <laughs> you got to remember, Aaron Donald's from Pittsburgh. Yeah, Aaron Donald's go, that's that's home for him. Yep, so I guarantee mm. the two of them knew each other.
1: And this happened in between three and four, eight. Oof, nothing ever good happens. <laughs> nothing ever good happens at that time of night.
2: Aaron Donald's gonna sit there and pay the medical bills. He's gonna break that man off a, a piece of change. They're gonna be a restraining order, say don't be within 500 yards of this man and keep him moving. That's it. He's gonna get a two-game suspension from the league. Bookmark it. Mm.
1: Well,
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's bringing in the spoilers
2: (laughs) market because it's a whole big different ball of wax. If it were a woman, the Sean Watson is going to go through the ringer and back because he's dealing with women. Even if it is that it turns out that they were all about a money grab or whatever. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Don't take my words as, as ironclad. I'm just saying if it was speculation and just the way it turned out, it was all false. Deshaun Watson would still get like a six-game suspension because it just dealt with women. But because this is a man, Aaron Donald not get a game, two-game suspension, top line. Just because it's just a black eye in the league. It's just this just un, 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 unworthy type of uh, attention that's coming to the league right now. That's all.
1: Uh, yeah, you, Barbara. Probably right, as bad as it sounds, and 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 even more, you know, you know, logs to the fire. They want to say it's black on black crime or a black on black assault or whatever you want to call it. That he's not a small white guy; he's a seems like a you know big, you know, dark. Person, so mm-hmm. to be honest, I wouldn't
0: be surprised if they appeal it. He appeal it, and they, you know.
2: Oh, it, I I still think Aaron Donald's gonna come out of pocket with something. He's gonna come and- out. Of pocket.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, dad, But I'm talking about the, as far as the suspension is concerned.
2: Oh, he's gonna get suspended. Huh? They're gonna if even if it's just one game, he's gonna get suspended or something Okay, because just because of the nature in the picture.
1: Early mornings in an after-hours club. I don't even want to hear no more. I don't need to hear no more about this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah
0: okay all right with that being said um we would like to thank everybody for checking us out because i know that the time is far spent we'd like to thank everybody for checking us out on another edition of guys talk to sports but let folks know where they can find you at (laughs) (laughs)
2: pimping. not really i ain't I ain't pimping nothing. I'm about to say, is no, it I, I, 90, I, 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 2000?
0: Wait, is it 1990? I mean, 1998 oh, was it's
2: the it's the chronic, baby. Now you can find me on Twitter at uh, cat. Oh, I'm sorry, he, no cat daddy one nine six three on Twitter. Cat daddy one nine six three on Twitter.
1: Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter and the gram je
0: Ross, the number seven. And of course, you can find me on Twitter, and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Twitter, and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. You can also catch Guys Talking Sports on YouTube. You can catch us on any podcast that you have listened to podcasts. Just search Guys Talking Sports. We're there um, showing off all, all, all the things. Well, first, we're there talking all sports. <laughs> I'm drinking tea, so mind me. Um, also, we'd like to thank everybody out there for showing all the love and support out there. Appreciate all the support. As well, make sure you subscribe. Please subscribe, guys. Talking sports, reach out to us if you have any questions or comments or any likes. Um, anything, make mention, share, please share if you heard us before. Um, we appreciate all the love and support out there. Like to thank everybody out there for checking us out. Until next time, you guys take care, God bless, have a good one, stay safe, wear masks, get vaccinated, do all the things that you're supposed to do so that we can continue on. Um, this normal this type of normalcy that we have right now so you guys take care have a good one